Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Uh, we will get to some texts on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630 at 145 today. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland Ford and Ford Saskatchewan a chance. Experience uh, the difference of Heartland Ford. Kelly and Griff and Elvis and the gang at Heartland Ford, they will uh, they'll look after you. Low-key guys, good guys to deal with on a day-by-day basis. All right, and we will also mention to you that guests on the show receive gift cards to the Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, which is in Edmonton South Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. All right, the Edmonton Oil Kings had a terrific week. Uh, they are currently third in the Central Division of the Western Hockey League. They picked up a couple wins, and they now head off for their Christmas break. Brad Lauer is the head coach in his first year. He's head coach of the Oil Kings after spending a number of years in the NHL as an assistant with uh, the Anaheim Ducks and most recently with John Cooper and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Brad, how are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. Uh, by the way, are you going to stick around in town to see John on Saturday? Uh, you know, I, I have tickets, but uh, I may be in Calgary, but uh, I'm going to try and get to that game for sure. Yeah, they've uh, they've done a terrific job, that organization. Uh and it's proof that you can finish near the top of the standings. They got a lot of real good second round draft choices. Uh, Ty, you know Taylor Radish and Boris Kachuk. I'm sure you would have seen some of those yeah. kids in your, uh, yeah. your preseason camps and stuff. Like yeah. they've got that support in place moving forward. Is they're going to be they're going to Winnipeg and Tampa Bay for me are going to be the two most exciting teams to watch <laughs> in the off season. You already know where I'm going, don't you? Because because yeah. <laughs> Tampa Bay has to sign Braden points, so something has to give. If that's JT yeah. Miller, if that's uh, Johnson, who knows? And Winnipeg has, they got to get, you know, obviously uh, Line A signed, Connor signed, and uh, resolution with the situation with Troop as well. And does that yeah. mean something happens with Ehlers? So you're you're already, you do right where I was going, didn't you? Right from <laughs> Well, you know, it's in this day and age now with, uh, with the NHL with a salary cap, and when you do have teams like you're, 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 you pointed out, like Tampa. Uh, your window of opportunity uh, to, to be able to keep 
uh, your guys around is is small. And um, obviously, like you mentioned, with guys like Braden Point that have to be signed um, by next year, obviously Tampa's got to probably look to do something towards the end of the trade deadline here. But again, they've they, they've done a really good job of uh, you know they do a good job of drafting and. And even they picked up some free agents. If you take a guy like Tyler Johnson, they picked up a long time ago on a signing was uh, was a pretty good move for them too. So they've done a they've done a very good job with their with their group of guys. I will mention to defend Craig McTavish, who was GM of the Edmonton Oilers at that time. Uh, <laughs> I know somebody who may have built the analytics case for Tyler Johnson. Yeah. And as you know, the Oilers made a. Uh, an equally as compelling case, and Johnson, uh, you know, joined the uh, joined the uh, went from Spokane to Tampa Bay. But the Oilers were one of the teams that offered him a contract mm-hmm. that year after he had an unbelievable year as a twenty year old. Uh, yeah. What was yeah. so? John Cooper started coaching in Tampa Bay in two thousand twelve thirteen. Uh, Mac T had spoken to him before he ended up becoming the Tampa Bay head coach. Yeah. Um, and he got promoted during that season, so Ralph Kruger was the coach in Edmonton. Uh, right. But just give me a thought on um, sort of, was there anything specific that you learned working with Cooper over the last few years? Well, you know, I just think the biggest thing is um, the, the the calmness and, and kind of the the patience he has with, with guys, I think, is the biggest thing, you know. You know, and, and even working with a guy like Bruce Boudreau in Anaheim, um, just watching some of how they just be able how they manage the players for me, I think was the big difference between some of the guys I worked with. Just to, to be able to get the guys to buy into what they want to do and and what we, you know the systems they they want to want to want to do, um, they're able to get the the core guys to believe in in what 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 works. And uh, just the relationship that they have with their players, I think, is, is uh, in today's age, in today's game, is important. Uh, did you have Bill Morris in '85, '86 in Regina? I did. I had Coach Morris. Yeah, he was uh, one of my coach. But Paul, I think it was my last year. I think I had him in Regina. Yes. Would he? Because uh, him and Leskowitz were there at that time. Because yes. uh, they ended up coaching against each other when I was doing play-by-play of the U of A. And Regina had an unbelievable. T- that's hard to believe. But the Regina Cougars. I mean, they had like yeah. Lenny Nielsen and uh, Gary Dickey and Troy yeah. Edwards and uh, Bart Cote, who was an Oilers draft pick. Like they had. A, but those guys probably Bill Moore's and Bill Leskowitz. They might have been a little bit different than what you'd experienced before, right? Like I'm sensing they're probably a little bit ahead of their time in terms of how they approach things. I would agree with you there. I mean, the guys I've had before, not saying that they weren't good coaches, um, their approach to to get the best out of the individual was a little bit different than, than Coach Moore's and, and Bill Lisk, which uh, um, the guys I've had in the past were a little more harder, firmer. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I don't want to say threatened you, but, you know, <laughs> they challenge you in different ways. Yeah. Um, Coach Morris was more for more of the guy where you know he grab you and put his arm around you and, and talk you through things and, and help you along. His name was Coach uh, Liskwich. They were they were two guys I really enjoyed playing for. There was two different types of coaches I, I, I was first time to be with coaches like that. So it was something that I liked as a player back then. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, and and, and I, I believe my game really grew with those with, with both those coaches. We're joined by Brad Lowry. He's the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. He's uh, been an NHL assistant. He's first year and as a head coach in the Western League. He spent time in Kootenai as an assistant many years ago. And all yeah. I can say, Brad, is by my, as somebody, and you know I watch it closely, and I try to yeah. grade which teams are going to be on the rise, 
I've got you guys about three quarters of a year ahead of where I thought you were going to be right now. Like it's gone okay, and you know what? Maybe I uh, overrated some other teams, but mm-hmm. you guys can score. I think you can yeah. agree on that. Are you a little surprised with where you guys are at at Christmas right now, being in a playoffs? Like, you're well, firmly in a playoff spot. Well, right now, I mean, we still got uh, – January's going to be a heavy divisional game uh, uh, month for us. But, um, you know, obviously coming in at the start of the year, you, I mean, I've talked to a lot of guys that, you know, watched this team the last couple of years. Um, you know, and all these uh, – you know, just talk to see what type of, you know, players I was going to have and – and what they thought the expectations uh, of the group was going to be, and you know, the, the thing that kept coming back to to me during conversations that uh, they didn't think we'd be able to score. Yeah, uh, they think we'd have trouble scoring goals. But um, you know, once I got into training camp and and working with this group and and you know, kind of bringing something uh, that we kind of do in Tampa and a little bit in Anaheim um, to, to bring in the junior level, I thought our guys really really embraced uh, some of the different things that maybe they haven't done in the past. And um, it is a little bit more uh, offensive-minded coaching on my part, I think, and our staff. And I think a lot of our guys embraced it. And 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 who doesn't like to score goals? Well, what's what's the key to breeding offensive confidence in players? Well, I think it's just letting them be able to play uh, their game. I mean, these guys put a lot of time in. I know they're young; they're still young, young men, and they put a lot of time in at a young age to with skill development and and uh, you know working on their on their game stick handling and and skating. I think sometimes as coaches we we tend to think we have to not be as creative uh, to win hockey games, and and we kind of maybe take um, some of the skill level out of the game of the players. So. Um, our, our our philosophy, you know, what we do with with our guys is, we want them to play with the puck. We want them to challenge guys one on one, but we want them also to manage it right and, and do and play the right way. Um, it's still a defensive game, uh, but it's just, just we try to play D. We call it D zone fast, second quicks. I'm sure that's the terminology that's been used a lot, but. Uh, we we talk a lot about our transitional game and, and speed and and the big thing is you got to have some personality to be able to do it. But we have some defense score that are that are getting the rush and and able to to help us out in that um, the second attack. All right. Well, you talk about the defense. Uh, yeah. Connor McDonald's, you know, a right shot, undersized guy that can move it. Uh, mm-hmm. Matthew Robertson, I think that uh, Craig Button's got him right, roughly in the you know twenty, and it's my belief he goes somewhere between eighteen to twenty-four in the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there have been some misses with WHL uh, defensemen, and that's a concern that teams have. You know, obviously Colton Tubert didn't pan out, nor did uh, Duncan Siemens out of Saskatoon and uh-huh. uh, Griffin Reinhardt. But Robertson can really skate, and I don't think he's totally scratched the full surface of what he might be able to do offensively as a guy that's going to go in the first round of this year's draft. I, I would I would agree with you there, stuff. I mean, I think the the, the upside on this kid is just it's huge. Um, you know what you see right now with Matthew is that uh, the skating ability he has, the stick handling ability he has. He can skate the puck out of traffic. Um, you know, he has a good first pass um, uh, coming out of the skating out of the zone. Uh, sometimes I think right now, I mean, it happens at all at all ages, but I, I think especially in your draft year, some. Sometimes uh, he feels he has to do something every shift, 
um, to be get noticed and all that. And sometimes gets a little, him in a little bit of trouble. But I think he understands now. And, and as we move forward, as, as the season goes, that uh, the importance of shift to shift. And you know, sometimes it's just you're not going to be able to do do the things you want to do, and you just have to wait your wait your time and uh, wait for the next shift and, and, and take what they give you. Brad Lauer is the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. They swept a pair of games this weekend, uh, winning uh, against Calgary, a team chasing them down for a playoff spot 3-2 in OT, and then uh, taking it to Kootenai yesterday. And what was most impressive is you did not have Trey Fix-Wolanski, who was out with an upper body challenge. He's yeah. tied for the WHL scoring lead. But you had some other guys step up, and you got a couple offensive 20-year-olds uh, that have contributed all season long. But I want to yeah. ask you about uh, Brett Kemp. Because yeah. he, okay, that was a big deal when he got traded uh, to Edmonton for Aaron Irving. Irving was a captain mm-hmm. of the Oil Kings. Is yeah. this a guy that should merit some consideration? He went through last year's draft. He's not huge, but uh-huh. should he merit consideration for the draft this year? Well, I think there's. I think he's knocking on some doors right now. There's a lot of interest, you know, um, talking to scouts about him, and and I, you know, I think the biggest thing and and, and the knock that keeps coming back with 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 Brett is that. Um, just his um, the urgency, uh, the compete part is not is maybe isn't as consistent as some scouts would like to see it right now. But I, I think he's just kind of one of those guys. He's, he's like, I, I believe he's going to be a late bloomer. Um, yeah. You know, I think he's. You know, it's one of the things we talk about a lot with him, and when we do video and stuff like that, and the skill and and, and the skating um, to be able to see see the ice and make plays. Is, is up there. It's it's one of the, you know, it's 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 pretty good. Um, you know, it's just the consistency of, of uh, game in and game out. And I think he's understanding that. It's something he's he's working on. And and as we go, as the season goes, he's he is getting better on a game-to-game basis as far as being more consistent. He's a six-foot right-shot center. He's got yeah. 22 goals this year. Quickly, yeah. we mentioned yeah. Robertson's going in the draft this year. You got yeah. Jake Neighbors. You've moved him around the lineup a bit. Yeah. I, I believe he's going top 15 next year, but I want to ask you also, uh, get get a comment on Neighbors, and then uh, Dylan, are we going with Gunther or Ginther? I, I go with Gunther. Okay, Dylan Gunther. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm right, though. 15 year old, 15 year old. He yeah. can shoot the puck, and I believe he's going to be a top five player in the draft in a couple of years from now. So give me a comment on, uh, you know, you're allowed to have uh, Gunther play a few games for you here because yeah. of some other guys being away. We'll start yeah. with him. He's he's a pretty exciting uh, prospect, and not a lot of kids at his age can shoot it like that. Well, I tell you, he scored two goals last night that were. You know, I, I would put him up against, you know, something that uh, Trey does, uh, scoring goals with his release. I thought uh, one was on the power play in, in the slot. He took a pass from the from the left side and, you know, turned pivot and a quick shot. And then uh, he scored a beauty with another one short side high, you know, high side. And, and um, you know, just the release and the way he got it away so quick and, and accurate with it. I was like, you know, that's something you see 19- and 20-year-olds do in this league. And, and to be able to see those two goals last night that he scored for us, uh, I mean, there's a there's a there's a huge upside uh, with with this kid, and and you know I think what we've seen here, being able to play him um, every game here in the last uh, last week week and a half because of injuries and, and guys leaving, uh, I think he's what you've seen was him just feel more comfortable and confident as the game went as we went game by game and and uh, last night he had a he had a heck of a game for us did you play him young age. did you play him at center or on the wing last night uh you know i played him on the i played him on the wing 
Last night, so he's a he's a right he is a right shot though, right? He is a right shot and has been has been moved around. He's played uh, he's played center a lot, um, but just with the guys that we had out uh, missing with Trey out and, and Benjafield out, uh, we needed that right handed shot on that on that yeah. on that side. And he and you know they've kind of fit well together. Had him Keeler and and um, neighbors together, and they they really had a good weekend. Uh, all right, so agree or disagree as neighbors? Uh, I mean, we're talking two potential first-rounders over the next two years on top of Robinson yeah. with neighbors and uh, Gunther. I think you'd agree on that, right? I, I, I see it. I mean, Jake, Jake is a big kid. I mean, we talk about this all the time. I mean, for a 16-year-old, you know, he's he's already over six feet and he's 200 pounds. And, and I think, um, you know, just watching his game, he's, 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 got, he's got good hands. Um, his skating is, is strong. You know, he, he does a very good job working, you know, down low with the puck. He, he can protect it well for a 16-year-old. He's not an easy guy to check off the puck. Um, and he's got good vision, and he makes he makes good plays offensively when he has it. All right. Uh, you guys return to action, what, the 27th or the 28th? Uh, 28th we play. At, yeah. at, at Rogers Place. You got Is it Red Deer, or who's coming into Calgary? I, I, I believe it's Calgary, and then we got a home-and-home home with Red Deer. All right. I don't feel bad if you don't know it. That's not the end of the world if I don't. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. j- just injury-wise, uh, very yeah. quickly, uh, Fix Wolanski's out with an upper body issue. Would he potentially be back after Christmas? Yeah, I think we just kept him out for. I mean, he's played a lot. Of, he's, he's played a lot of hockey for us this year. Uh, you know, so far this year, and you know, with him missing on on Saturday, we just felt you know it'd be give him that break over Christmas. He has ten days here um, just to be safe, and because okay. it, it's a big push, obviously in January playing some games. So we we kept him out for for an extra game. What about uh, Will? Weekend. How close is Will Worm? Uh, he's a defenseman. He's a right shot D that you haven't yeah. had for the last two months. Yeah, I know. Will Will's right there. He's he had a good practice with us the other day, and and I would expect Will hopefully if things go stay the way they are, uh, be in the lineup by middle middle January. All right, good stuff, Brad. Uh, Merry Christmas, and we'll hook up down the road. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. You bet. That's Brad Lauer, head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. They're in a playoff spot in the next. So Robertson's going in the first round this year, somewhere between I don't know eighteen to twenty four, maybe. So might go higher, might go lower. But the next two years, uh, neighbors, he's going top 15. And the Gunther kid, I'm telling you right now, he's he ain't going top 10. He's going top five. He can shoot it. He can then right shot. And there's that's he's a little different than some other Canadian guys out there that are uh, primarily playmakers. 151, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll get to a couple of your texts and get to this day in order's history and NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. We have three minutes. Here we go. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more at 1254 in Edmonton. No, that's 154, Bob. 154 at Edmonton. Royal Pizza, Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca. Download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Royal Pizza, 14 locations in Edmonton to serve you. Off to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. More. 
than just sportswear. Here's Brennan Escott. It's the lightning round today, Bob. Just two Canadian teams featured in NHL action as part of five total games. The Senators playing host to Nashville and an original six matchup in Montreal as the Bruins visit the Habs. Heard it earlier on the show, Philadelphia Flyers have fired uh, head coach Dave Hackstall. He's actually from Drayton Valley, Alberta and uh, really has not seen much success with them this year. 12-15-4 record last in the East. Scott Gordon has been named the replacement. Uh, the team also recalled goaltender Con- uh, Carter Hart, rather, from the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and sent Anthony Stallers to the IR. Uh, Corey Schneider is on the IR as well with an abdominal strain. Mackenzie Blackwood up in New Jersey to take his place. Uh, Corey Crawford concussed last night as well, so not a good time to be a goaltender. One more injury note sends forward Ryan Dezingle left this morning's uh, team skate with the help of a trainer after hurting his arm on a check from Zach Smith. Kyle Dubas spoke to media today saying he is not thinking whatsoever about Austin Matthews getting an offer sheet. Bakersfield Condors victorious in both games over the weekend, beating San Diego in a shootout on Friday, shutting out Stockton 1-0 on the road on Saturday. It was Dylan Wells in goal for that shutout. They have a rematch on Wednesday with the Heat and then a pair of road games in Colorado. Uh, You heard all about the Oil Kings and the U of A Golden Bears resume conference play in January, but they do have two exhibition games against the Nate Ooks on the 28th and Calgary Dinos on the 29th, both here in Edmonton. All right, great great job, Brendan. Let's go to the Stay in Order's History, brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. This Christmas, give the gift of travel. A New West Travel gift certificate's a great gift. Call New West Travel. Your mic is hot. We can hear you shuffling the papers. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation dreams. On this day, 1951, Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock, born right here in Edmonton. He's been an NHL coach for 21 seasons now with Dallas, Philly, Columbus, St. Louis. Back to Dallas. And now with the oil. He won a Stanley Cup with the Dallas Stars in 98-99. There were... Did you see the uh, the time? The, the the guy who put out the time man of the year, Ken Hitchcock? Oh, man, there is some awesome... There's another one out there, Pope Hitch. Edmonton fans are loving him. They're, uh, the internet is doing great things with this story. 9-3-2 and two as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. And by the way, Ken Hitchcock just saying he's not heard back from the league after his comment yesterday about the non-calls on McDavid. The uh, give-and-go notes, the give-and-hold against uh, Connor McDavid. All right, thank you to all of you who participated uh, in the show, called in and text, all those sort of things. We'll be back at her tomorrow. Craig Simpson, and we're going to move Craig up a day due to some travel things. Spec will do Wednesday's show. Craig Simpson from Hockey Day in Canada. Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports Night to 8 p.m. His show is uh, fluid, shall we say. Up next, the news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoon news with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 chat.